1: Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits. This is your Tuesday, August 1st edition. Yep, we're already into August. About two more months of baseball action. A little over two months. We get the playoffs. So we're on the stretch run almost. Trade deadline is coming. Gone. The excitement was there. The Dodgers made a bunch of big splashes late. Uh, tons of good stuff to enjoy with that. But more importantly, we have... An absolutely loaded 15 game slate. This is one of the more fun slates I've seen in a little while. <clears throat> if you've been listening long enough, you've noticed uh there's certain slates I really like, and we will we will get into them, go deep, and this one is one of them. We have all kinds of pitching angles, and they're not just they're risky because pitching's risky, but as a whole, this is great. You got the high end guys, you got some Upper high to like middle ish and you got some lower middle. All super talented pitchers with great upside. Some a little more risk than others, but some I like the risk for the upside factor. There's a lot to like about this slate. And there's tons of hitting on the on the on the flip side of it. Um, there's probably two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve there's thirteen pitchers I have listed down. That leaves seventeen other guys to attack. So there's that much uh that, that much hitting to go, including We have a game in Texas. We have a good game in Baltimore with good hitting uh, environment and matchup. Plus, let's not forget the return of Coors Field, which we've had a little break from of late. So there are a lot of options. Basically, do you want to pay a lot for pitching and take some more value bats, which will be there? Or do you want to get some middle to lower priced arms, which are very talented, a little more risk, but still great upside and get those Coors bats and those other big bats. It's gonna be a lot of fun tonight. Great, great tournament stuff. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. On, on nights like this, it's hard. I like to um, to not pay up as much, but when you got a Scherzer and a Sale up top, especially Scherzer in his matchup, it's tough to ignore. But real quick, we'll get into that. Let's take a look at the weather, as we always do. It's been really good lately. We're finally into the summer months where it's just warm, and most of the rain has disappeared. And we're looking at a lot of the same, not even that much wind involved. Like Texas is, Texas is down into the height of mid eighties. It's actually cooled down. but still humid, Ball flies in that part. Don't get fooled by the eighties in that one, but overall low eighties and seventies around baseball, wind blowing out in Oakland. Um, I'm not seeing much of rain at all. Maybe a little splash in Southern California, but I don't even see that coming because that's hasn't been on the radar all week. So Check your check your guys, DFS MLB, DFS, Weather, Kevin Roth, whoever you're following. Whoever you prefer. I know there's a battle of the MLB, DFS, Weather guys these last month or so. So pick your guys. I don't have a guys corner I'm in. I check them all. I like to have more than one opinion on the matter. Let's get at it. Your totals on the day. This will give you an idea of how we have pitching and hitting to attack. You have Tigers, Yankees, 9.5. Royals, Orioles, 10. Reds, Pirates, 9. They've got Nats, Marlins 8, Indians, Red Sox 8, Dodgers, Braves 9.5, Cardinals, Brewers 8, Mariners, Rangers 10, D-backs, Cubs waiting on the total there, Rays, uh, Astros 8.5, which is pretty impressive for a game in uh, Houston. It says a lot about the pitching there. Blue Jays, White Sox 9.5, Mets, Rockies, Coors Field Edition 12.5. Then we got Giants, A's, Phillies, Angels, Twins, Padres on the West Coast, late night action, all totals of eight. So you have one, two, three, four. You have six totals of eight. We have not seen that in a long time. One, eight and a half, and everything's nine and a half or above from there. Good stuff. And we still have one total we don't have. Let's get at it. Your guy up top, Mad Max Scherzer, $13,200 at uh, the Miami Marlins. Not going to have to get too deep into Max. We know what Max does. He has faced Miami once this year. Eight innings, two hits, no earned, one walk, 11 strikeouts. How's this sound? 39.5 DraftKings points. Um, yeah, Max is just fine. The uh, the Marlins don't strike out a ton, but then again, this is Mad Max. We don't really worry about the other team because he's going to get it done one way or another. Um uh, They have the lowest total on the day at 348. Lefty's 316. Righty's 193. He might give up a home run or two. It's what Mad Max does. I know I've said it pretty much every time we've talked about him. But the guy is just filthy. Uh, 3.13% barrel percentage last 30 days. 10th best. Striking out 39.06% of the batters he's facing. If you want to pay up for pitching. I know it's a steep price tag. But I have zero problem with Mad Max. He is... My top option tonight. After max, we got Chris Sale, $13,000. $200 cheaper at home against a pretty good Cleveland Indians offense. This one, this is one of the more, do you want to take the risk? Because we know how good Chris Sale is. He's actually averaging more fantasy points per game than Scherzer. His last three starts, 38.8, 31.9, 40.3 in his last three. They had 27.6. Oh, you messed up. Didn't get a 30. A thirty-seven-six, a thirty-point-seven, a 33.8, 35.5. Uh, and then he had a couple twenty-two-four and a twenty-five-three. But man, look at those thirty-five or more points in like seven of eight, and one—the one he didn't give was a twenty-seven-six. That is disgusting. He Has not faced Cleveland yet this year. Uh, we know Chris Sale's got big strikeout stuff. He's number one the last thirty days on the barrel, fifth getting barrel, zero-point-seven-four percent of the time. Now wait for this: his K percentage in the last thirty days. 41.48% of the batters he's facing. That's ridiculous. It's two out of every five batters. Down goes via strikeout. Wow. But here's where it gets interesting. And I, I said with Mad Max, we don't care about the other teams' capers. percent, it's just true. And with Chris Sales, we usually don't care either. Like, he faced an Angels team that doesn't strikeout out much. People were worried. He still dominated. But there is something you have uh, to look at is... Indians only strike out 16.3% of the time versus left-handed pitching. That's really, really low. Like for MLB standards, that's really, really low. But it is Chris Sale. So if you want to use him, I have no problem with that at all. There's a ton to like about him. The other interesting thing for a Chris Sale start, because usually, you know, it's a low team total, and it is. 371 is low, but Chris Sale we usually see is lower. Lefties 251, righties 266. The Indians' offense is very potent. Now, they did get shut down by uh, Fister, which was one of the more frustrating things I've ever seen. That was just mind-blowing that uh, Fister did the fisting for once. It was unbelievable. Like That was just ridiculous against a team like that. So, Chris Sale, definitely in play. I'm not saying I'm not using him. I'm just saying I'd almost rather pay 200 more for Max uh, if I'm going to go there, but maybe a lot of people do that and Sale's ownership's down. Plus, Max has a way better matchup against a Marlins team where... The Nationals are a minus 190 favorite right now. And then you got you got Sale, who's facing Carlos Carrasco, who's a very good starter in his own right. But Boston's still a minus 150 favorite. So it's kind of like you pick your poison. Which one do you want to go with? Uh, Max is my choice out of the two, but I have nothing wrong with Chris Sale. Just the way I break it down on that. Now, uh, after Sale... We have one more guy in the five-digit range. And this price tag is steep. And this is one price tag that I avoid at all costs. And one guy I avoid at all costs. And I have no problem if people want to avoid him. I don't even know if I'll have him tonight. But I wanted to bring him up for the fact that he will be so low on it is ridiculous. But Marcus Stroman is $11,000. That is steep. He was eleven-five his last time out, and he got 5.3 points against the Oakland A's of all teams. He didn't even go five innings because he walked six guys. Prior to that, though, he was 9K, 23.3, 8,900, 20.2, 82, 24.4. Then when he was 10.9, he had 8.5, got back down to 9,000, 33.7. Every time, if you go to his game logs, when he's over 10K, it's not one of his better starts. So uh, that's just, and that's nothing to be like correlating. That's just fluky, I think. It's just an interesting matchup for the fact. He has faced Chicago once this year, and 6 hits, 3 earned 5Ks for 15.6. This White Sox offense is going to be one to target because we liked them for a while because they were, you know, getting the stuff done. But with all these trades they've made, it, it's it's not the same. Even Moncada left with an injury last night. We don't even know if he's in the lineup today. He left with like a knee bruise because he collided with a, a fly ball. So it just gets it gets dimmer and dimmer for them. You got they strike out twenty two point seven percent of the time versus righties. That's beautiful. Stroman striking out a little over twenty percent, Swing strike rate at ten point one. One thing I absolutely love, I, it's really weird correlation. It seems like when he gives it up, he gives it up because he has a 16.7% home run to fly ball, which is not ideal. But his ground ball rate is 62.7%. That is definitely something to keep in mind. And the other caveat I like is the White Sox total is 417, which is not bad. But lefty's 312, righty's 308. They have a barely above average Wobo 304 versus righties. Pretty good ISO of 157, so as you'd expect, they have the power. They just don't put it together often. And the reason I wanted to bring him up is he's got really good upside against a bad White Sox team. You saw even Marcos Estrada, who's been struggling quite a bit, pitched pretty well yesterday. Um, It's something to keep in mind when you're looking at um, your options because there are so many good ones. So if you don't want to take a lot of risks, go with a little better, safer plays, better price ranges, Stroman's not your guy But I want to bring him up for the fact That ownership's low The matchup is outstanding Against that offense um, Pulling up Marco Estrada's stats Estrada last night, who's really been bad Seven innings, four hits One earn, one walk, five strikeouts Now, could Stroman Get blown up? Of course Of course he can, he's shown us that many times His walks, of, he's got six and five In his last two starts, that's bad It's a risky play But the upside is tremendous because he's going to be solo owned in a field like this where GPPs are going to be all over the board. If he goes and puts up 20, 25 plus at his ownership number, you're ahead of the game. You're saving 2K on the two guys above you. There's a lot of things to like about this. Um, But just wanted to bring him up as an option for you because the matchup is juicy. So up top, I got Scherzer number one, Sale two, Stroman three, but really the more I've dug into Stroman, he's very, very appealing. Again, I'm not saying I'm going to use him a lot or, at all, but he's very, very appealing if you want to take those gambles. Now when you dip below 10K, I'm, I'm going to get a little more picky. I'll, I'm going to still mention some risky guys, but a little more picky. Like I'm not going Carrasco. I love his upside. He pitches much better on the road than at home. Much, much better. He's facing Chris Sale, which is a tough one to beat. And he's facing a Boston team that just doesn't strike out. And they just contact, contact, contact. We saw how Clevenger who's pitched great. He got beat up because they just kept putting him in play, putting him in play, putting in play. Putting in play. Uh, Carrasco's a really, really good arm. His K percentage of 27.4 is huge. Uh, it's a great swinging strike rate. Uh, if you want to go there, knock yourself out, but I won't. Chris Archer, much better at home than on the road. Um Another you know big guy, Astros don't strike out a ton. 17.4%, barely worse than Cleveland. Uh, Archer does strike out a ton. He's fifth best in barrel, fifth the last three days, or last 30 days, striking out over 33% those days, getting barreled 1.44. lot to like there, but this is me being picky. We'll move on because that Houston offense is just terrifying. Um, I'll take gambles against Houston when they're cheaper. John Lester is my next guy. After we go to the guys up top, I'm going to Lester at 9,500. For some reason, people are still worried about the Lester that had the hiccups early, like for a little while there. That's fine. Last three starts: 20.8, 35.6, 27.4. Those are at 11,900, 12.2, and 9,800. You get them at 95 tonight at home against an Arizona Diamondbacks team that, uh, as we've mentioned many times, is one of the worst in baseball on the road. If you look at their road numbers versus the Padres numbers as a whole, like I mentioned, it was a great stat when I saw it. They are almost equal. That's how bad their offense is on the road. Really, really bad. They strike out 25.5% of the time versus left-handed pitching. You got Lester, who's striking out 24.4%, 112 swinging strike rate, a ground ball rate of almost 50%, a very, very low hard contact at 26.5. Does give up a few home runs. That is a problem. But as a whole, Leicester has been really, really good this season and as of late. And you got lefties hitting 224 and righty's only 296 off Leicester. The Diamondbacks team WOBA versus Lefties is 294. That is really bad. Really, really bad. That's San Francisco Giants stuff. They do have a pretty decent ISO of 159, which explains it brings back their power. They do hit you know lefties well. And you got JD Martinez in the lineup, Goldie. Yeah, guys. There, Chris Owens is gone now. He's getting replaced by guys like Adam Rosales because Marte's on bereavement leave, which on sad news, for his mother. Um, but as a whole, it's a very intriguing matchup. And on a night with this much exposure, people might overlook Lester. They're going to pay up, or they're going to go down to some other guys. They might go to Carrasco because uh, they see the Diamondbacks. People still don't really attack the Diamondbacks on the road like they should. So Lester at 95 is my first guy in this 9K range. As we go down, my boy, his price tag keeps going up, and I cannot quit you. Um, the, the, a bad start is coming. It's like on Game of Thrones. Winter is coming. But I'm going to keep rolling with it. Aaron Nola at 9,100. The price tag keeps climbing. But, man, last time he was 99, he had 28.4. He's been below that since. But he's looking at 34.5, 31.6, 18.1, 28.4, 32.8, 28.4, 30.9. That is just filthy, his last seven starts. Guy's been outstanding. He's getting strikeouts 10, 9, 7, 9 in his last four. Uh, he hasn't given up more than two earned runs in a game since uh, his last time. He got five earned was on June 16th, like a month and a half ago. He's been really, really good. And so many people keep saying, oh, he's not that good. That's good. It's just a fluke, blah. They're waiting for it to slip. Sure. Every pitcher has bad starts. Like, that's not Captain Obvious stuff. But he's been great. He's facing an Angels team that's striking out more in the last month or so. They're on the season. They're twenty percent uh, against righties. But I believe I mentioned their last time out. They struck. I think it's like twenty-two or twenty-three percent the last thirty days or so. They have been a little worse. Um, Nola striking out twenty-six point four on the season. In the last thirty days, he's fourteenth best on the barrel fit, three point seven six barrel percentage, striking out thirty-two point three three percent of the batters he's facing the last thirty days. Aaron Nola. Definitely is in play for me tonight. He's in play for me until I don't know. He's gonna have a, a lot of like at least two or three in a row. Just disastrous start for things just look broken because he has been looking so good. The curveball, everything, swinging strike rate's up to ten over ten percent now. He's got a ground ball rate of forty eight point five with a strikeout rate of the twenty six point four on the season. That's just crazy. Uh, hard contact of thirty point seven. Angels have a total of four point oh five. It's two four six. Eighth lowest on the slate. Lefties are only hitting 307 off Nola. Righties 283. We know the Angels have a, a pretty righty heavy lineup. They have a couple lefties out there, but it's a ton of right handed bats. Aaron Nola at 91. Everyone's going to preach, oh, the Angels don't strike out. The Angels, hey, they strike out more than a few teams that people are recommending Krasko and company for. So I'm just saying, and it's a much better ballpark to pitch in in Anaheim. There's a lot to like about Nola at 91. And I will be back on the wagon. Carlos Martinez, 8800 hundred The guy that just makes everybody scratch their head like the game log, 18 1, 8.9, 18 2, 2.7. But on a night like tonight, you want that upside. He's faced Milwaukee twice this year 12 and a third total innings, 11 hits, 5 earned 11 Ks. He's averaging 17.7 points against the Brew Crew. The upside I'm talking about, as you should know by now, the Brewers check out a ton. 25.3% versus right-handed pitching, you are taking the risk with the power. It is in Milwaukee. These are things you need to worry about. But C-Mart's got that almost 26% K rate, a ground ball rate of 50.3%. Does give up the 15.6% home run to fly ball, which is not ideal. But that ground ball rate and that K rate, even if he gives up a couple of runs, should be a good night. Problem is, can he limit it to a couple? It's only a 4-1-2 total for the Brewers, which is... Lower than normal. Lefties do hit 332, and the Brewers do have some very good lefties. You got Thames, Shaw, um, you know VR Sogar. They're not really good lefties, but they are decent lefties in the lineup. I know I'm probably forgetting somebody, but then you've got you got Santana and Braun and Pena, some nice power from the right side. Uh, brinson has been swinging it well, but righties only hit 242 off C Mark. So it's the risk-reward that you always get facing the Brewers. And at $8,800, the risk is a little better. You've seen Seamart priced much higher in the past, so you're getting a discount on a night with all these other really, really good pitchers. And people forget Seamart is the ace of the Cardinals. He's a great pitcher. He has had his hiccups at times. He's still a young arm figuring things out. But the the K upside is tremendous. If he can get you seven or more Ks, six or more innings, you can afford a couple runs and still be okay it's just a matter on a slate this size with this many options do you want to take that risk and it's kind of like the Marcus Stroman category to me do you want to take that risk because I think people might deviate off them because they see the Brewers bats and they'll go to a guy like Nola or Lester they'll go below because there's a couple we're going to mention here that are very nice so Seamart at 88 definitely worth a play if you don't mind the risk involved definitely worth a play Mike Fires, another guy with that risk reward, eighty five hundred bucks. Struggled his last time out against Philly. Got priced up to ten thousand two hundred. It was crazy. Only went four innings for because uh, his pitch count got up to one hundred two, but still in those four innings, seven strikeouts. That's the thing I am paying attention to there. Because prior to that, nine Ks at Baltimore, thirty one point six. Eleven Ks against Minnesota, thirty five point four. Struggled at Toronto a bit because he was walking guys again. It's the walks that have always been a problem. Well, you say it with everybody, but he was priced in the sevens. All throughout this time, we've been paying seven grand, seven to eight grand for him, so that big price bump was a little funny. We're back down to eighty-five. It's a lot like the C Mart matchup. It's a tough ballpark to pitch in in Houston, and you're facing a team that's all risk reward. You have uh, Tampa Bay striking out twenty-four point nine percent of the time versus righties. You have Fire whose K percentage up to twenty-four percent. We mentioned how he's been striking out a ton of guys. His home run to fly ball. He had a hell of a stretch there where he wasn't giving up home runs at all. It was like four or five games. He's been giving up one or two here and there again. It, those are back. Not to the extent they once were. He was giving up way too many, like three plus a game. It was nuts. But his home run to fly ball is still 19.6, but his hard contact 30.6, ground ball at 44.5. Lots of strikeouts to be had with Tampa Bay, as we know. And their team total, which is really intriguing to me. It's like middle of the pack, little below middle at 4.18. In a matchup like this, you think it'd be much higher. Lefties hit 312, righties 355 off fires. So it's a ton of risk, but a ton of reward with that K upside. And you're looking for as much upside as you can on this slate, especially when you get down to these lower guys. So fires in play if you don't mind the risk. Last guy in this reigns, Jeff Samarja, 8400 bucks. I know he bugs a lot of people, but last start out against Pittsburgh, he showed the Jeff Samarja you can't expect. Seven innings, four hits. One earned 8Ks for 30.2 DraftKings points. Prior to that, it was Rocky. Five earned against San Diego. Seven earned at San Diego. Four earned at home against Miami. But then it was Samarja. Before that, it was the Samarja we've grown to love. It was really, really good stuff for the most part. In a good matchup, he has to face a DH. He's in Oco Coliseum. Facing an A's team. Strikes out 25.1% of the time. Again, this is an upside play. If Samarja doesn't walk the world, we have We have action. Um, he has k rates 26-1, barely walking anybody, swinging strike almost 11%, low hard contact, gives up too many homers, and has those blow-up innings. Most of Marjorie's starts are so infuriating because it's like one bad inning where he just gets crushed, and the rest, he just gets it done. A's team total is 4.05. It's tied for eighth lowest on the slate with the Angels, who is facing Aaron Nola. Lefties do it 341, righties 280 off some margin. We know the A's do have some power, and they have a good amount of lefties. Like uh, Matt Joyce, who I said he used as a cheap guy last night. He got like 14, 15 points last night. Uh, he leads off. You got Lowry, who's actually swinging it a little better late. Had a decent night last night. You got Alonzo. Um, and then it just depends. They got Maxwell catching. Just depends on who else they throw out there. They have a bunch of righties as well. So it's a risky play, but it's 8400 bucks with upside. We've seen Samarja get 30 points before. We've seen 25-plus points many times from Samarja. That's not out of the question tonight against the A's with the strikeout upside. If he has limits to damage, he could easily put a 7-inning, 1-or-2-run, 8-plus-K performance together. We've seen that with him. Just haven't seen it enough to make the price tag higher, but it still justifies 8400 if you want to take the risk. So that's what I'm saying. We're getting to the point now where price goes down, so obviously there's more risk involved. But the upside's there, and you want the upside. And if you're not paying up for pitching, and you want those Coors bats, and you want those other big bats, these are the guys you got to take your gambles with. You've got to figure out which one you want. So when I'm here in this middle range, Nola is my number one. Lester my number two. I got Samarja three, Seamart uh, four, Fires five. Seamart and Fires are kind of one, two with me. But I'm going to have a lot of the access to Nola, Lester, and Samarja in this range. Because if you don't want to pay up, you can still get some good lineups either with combos there or starting with those and getting some of these below ones. Some of these below ones, I have no problem comboing up and getting all the bats in the world. We're going to get to them right now. In the 7K range, this is outstanding stuff here if you want to be a little more risky. But the upside's tremendous. You got a guy, Sean Mania, 7900 bucks Facing the Giants, who we know are just a horrible offense, especially against left-handed pitching. His last start out against Toronto, seven innings, three earned. And eight, and that and three earned came off of two home runs. Zero walks and seven strikeouts, nineteen point six points. Got beat up at the Mets, but then Cleveland, twenty seven points. Loving this stuff. Strikeouts of late seven seven, two, eight, three. So if he's getting the K's, he's getting you the action. You're facing a Giants team. That Bum, da, da. strikes out eighteen point six percent of the time for Slefties. That's not ideal. But the lineup's much newer now. Let me put it that way. There's a lot of guys in that lineup that even the most Giants fans don't know who the heck they are. So that's one thing to look at. Um, his K rate's 23-4, swinging strike at 12-7, good ground ball at 45-2. Doesn't go up a lot of long balls. Doesn't matter. Giants don't hit a lot of long balls. You're fine there. Giants have the fourth lowest total at 395. Lefties 232. righties 321. 293 Wobo. 129 on ISO. First left-handed pitching for the Giants, very bad. But that uh, does that first number, what will ring a bell? 293 versus lefties. The D-backs are 294. Just want to bring back the Lester thing there. So, Manaya definitely in play. I know the strikeout upside might not be as tremendous against the Giants. You can still strike them out if you have your stuff working. So, if Manaya's on at 7,900 bucks. Tons of upside there. Another guy I like a lot, this price tag, we are getting a discount tonight. because This guy has been amazing. His price is 8K, 11.7, 97, 95, 92, and then it drops into 86, 85, then down to 79, and 79. That's his last 10 games. He's 7,800 bucks tonight. I'm talking slipping Jimmy Nelson against the St. Louis Cardinals. Coming off a 28.8 and 2 earned 10K performance at the Nationals. He struggled at Pittsburgh. He had 26 points at home against Philly, 15-9 in the Bronx, then 32-2, 35-4, 13-9, 39-4. Slipping Jimmy has been pitching really well. This year against the Cardinals in two starts, 11 innings, 14 hits, seven earned average in 7.2. Last time out against the Cardinals on June 13th, he had five points. He struggled in that one, so he pitched really well the time before at home against the Cardinals. As a whole, this is a deal. If he gets blown up, he gets blown up. But you're getting a major price cut. The Cardinals strike out 21.5% of the time versus Ryan Pitching. In the last 30 days, Jimmy Nelson, 7th best on the barrel, getting barreled 2.5% of the time, striking out 31.7% of the batters he's facing. He's been really, really good. Now, it is a a good hitting ballpark in Milwaukee. That's well-established. Um, the Cardinals have a little bit of thump. That's fine. But Jimmy's just been great. 11.6% swinging strike, 50% ground ball rate. Does give up a home run from time to time. The Cardinals, outside, it goes, your totals, Marlins versus Scherzer, Indians versus Sale. Number three, Cardinals versus slipping Jimmy. 3.88 total. Lefty's hitting 324, righty's 330. It is a risk in that ballpark, but the upside with Jimmy Nelson at that price tag is insane. It's one of the lower ones on the slate that got done wrong. Next up, a guy that's been hit and miss this year. He's been really, really good, especially when he first got called up. And then he's been he's been kind of, you know, it's a coin toss, but Jose Barrios in San Diego against the Padres. It's like it's it's frustrating. 2.2 21 minus 2.5, 14.7. That's his last four starts. Uh, much better at home than on the road, averages 13 points on the road. He hasn't pitched against a team like the Padres on the road, though. Um, when you're looking at Barrios, the Padres strike out 25.3% of the time, same K rate as the Brewers, and you're getting an $1,100 discount from Martinez to Berrios. Um, Barrios striking out over 22%. He faces very low hard contact rate. Uh, lots to like with Barrios. It's just a matter of walks, as normal with young arms. Padres, sixth lowest total on the board at 399. Lefty's 342, righties 346. But uh, a bad Padres offense, against a, a coin toss pitcher with tremendous K upside. Barrios at 77 makes for an, a really, really, really good GPP play to match up with some other arms up top. It's risky, but that's why it's GPP, and I like it a lot. In that same ballpark, you got Jalise Chassin, 7,300. Guy just pitches great at home. Uh, 17.8, is last start at, against the Mets, not 18.5 at the Giants. Uh, averaging 18.4 points at home, a 205 ERA compared to 735. He's uh, been striking out a little more, more guys lately, facing the Twins to strike out 22.4% of the time. He's striking out a little over 20%, but that just continues to go up. He's got a 51.4% ground ball rate and an outstanding 28.6% hard contact. The Twins have the seventh lowest total on the board at 4.01. Lefties do hit him really well at 343. Righties only 290, so Kepler, Rosario, Grossman, uh, Mallory's got to see who's in because they lose the DH, which is not the normal Twins lineup. But uh, Chastain at 73 is a nice, risky play with really, really nice upside in this matchup. And then the last guy, I'll, I'll loop him in here because there's only one guy in the 6K range I'm looking at. And this is a total if you're going to pay up, get risky, and still want some bats because... You never know what you're going to get from him. But Ricky Nolasco at 6K does bring back some value. Now, I know he only gets you you know, 10 to 12 points most starts, but every now and then, like two starts to go against Tampa, 23.4. Because he has K upside. A few starts against Seattle, 40.9, 24-1 at the Dodgers. He's got a bunch of single digits and negatives too, though. It's very, very risky with Ricky. There's no sugarcoating this. But the upside is nice. When you're talking Ricky Nolasco, because the Phillies strike out 24% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Nolasco's um, got an 11% swinging strike rate. Hard contact is not ideal. Home runs are not ideal. The Phillies' bats have been swinging it better. But interesting thing here, the fifth lowest total on the board type tied for fourth, I should say, with the Giants, is the Phillies at 395. Lefties 321, righty's 345. So it's really, really risky. But for 6K, Nolasco has a ton of upside if he just pulls his head out of his rear end. So down below here, you got Nelson number one, Manaya number two, Chassin number three, Berrios four, Nolasco five. So you're pitching top tier, Scherzer, Sale, Stroman. In the middle, Nola, Lester, Samarja, Seamart, Fires. Down below, Nelson, Manaya, Chassin, Berrios, Nolasco in those orders. Some really tough decisions to make, but you can do all kinds of fun stuff there and then get the bats. Let's get into those bats. We'll start off at the catcher's position. You got Gary Sanchez at 51. I can't pay that price tonight. Um, let's get guys we can pay. Like Rio Muto's 46 for Scherzer. That's insane. But you start off guys like Wilson Contreras, 4,300 versus Patrick. Corbin. Corbin's been good this year because of a lot of hard, hard contact. Right handed bats. So if you're going to pick a catcher, you start with a guy like Wilson Contreras. As you go down, Grandal versus the youngster Sims from Atlanta. Sims was really, really good in AAA, making his debut. He was a first round pick back, I think it was 2012. I was reading up, he struggled getting through the minors, but pitched pretty well in AAA this year. Good K to, to walk rate. First start for him, he's cheap, but uh, he against a Dodgers team in that ballpark with those lefties, I got to wait and see. Grandall at 41 could be a very nice play james mccann's up to 4k i like him when he's value 4k is not value as you go down some more you got like russell martin at 39 versus pelfrey he went deep yesterday that's worth a look um posey versus Manaya at 37 if you're not using Manaya posey is in play there uh you got guys like jason castro left-handed bat versus chasin at 36 Got some pricey catchers today, boys and girls. Brian McCann at 34 versus Archer does have some value, even though it is Archer. That is his nice nice value there. Um, As you go down some more, a guy like Nick Hundley versus Manias 33 is too much, though. Uh, Keep going down. Andrew Knapp, 32 versus Nolasco is worth a look in that matchup. Um, As you still go down, uh, Chris Iannetta versus Lester. If you're fading Lester at 29 is worth a look. Uh, Wilson Ramos at 29 versus Fires with some power upside. Uh, it's pretty, pretty bleak at catchers. You're going to have to either just take a complete punt or pay pay a higher price than I usually like playing. A guy like Matt Weeder's at 26 versus O'Grady could definitely be worth a look in that matchup. Nice value upside play there. Um, as you go down some more, you got guys like Bruce Maxwell, like I mentioned, at 23 versus Samarja if you just want to really punt it and hope he gets a hit or two there. That's not a bad play either for 2,300. You're almost bargain basement hunting there. Uh, let's head over to first base. Hosmer at 55. The guy just keeps crushing the baseball. Another big game last night against Bundy. That's very much in play, even though Bundy is. Lefty's 341, righty's 317. So, yes, Hosmer at 55. You got um, O'Grady, O'Grady, O'Grady. Yeah, so Grady is a lefty. So Zimmerman at 54 is definitely worth a look there if you're going to pay up. Smoke, 52, went deep yesterday. All in play. you got Reynolds and Coors against Stephen Matts at 51. That's not bad at all. Rizzo's day-to-day, if he makes the lineup at 5K, it's worth a look. Goldie at 48 is not bad. Yet Wilmer Flores and Coors at 38. That's a good-looking play. He's heating up again. He's first base, third base eligible. Remember, everybody likes to go to the Colorado when you're in Coors. Don't sleep on the Mets. Um, as you go down guys like Joey Votto versus Jamison tie on will be way overlooked. He's 4,700. Um, left, he's three ten right. He's 310 off tie on. So Votto, not a bad play there. I wish it was in a uh, great American small park, but it is not Cody Bellinger. First base out for 47 versus Sims. Definitely in play there. Lucas Duda 46 went deep yesterday. He's worth a look for fires. Uh, love me some Freddie Freeman at 45. He's like the 10th or 11th first baseman down the list. He's first base, third base. 45 versus a guy like Kent Maeda, who's very inconsistent in that ballpark. Lefty's 317, righty's 263. Freddie Freeman definitely in play. Joey Gallo versus awesome. at 44 is very solid. First base, third base. It's almost like if you want to pay up for hitting, so you're saving money at your pitchers, everyone's going to go to Coors when you do that. Don't forget Seattle at Texas in that ballpark. Don't forget um, so definitely and play there at, uh, 44. You go down some more. I got like crush Davis versus Ian Kennedy at 4,200 bucks. We know how Kennedy has a propensity to give up the long ball. 512 total for Baltimore. Lefties 311, righties 304. Uh, crush could run into one easily tonight at 4,200. Uh, slipping Jimmy. Where is he at? Yeah. Le- Where's slipping Jimmy? Lefties 324. Righties Okay. So, um, like Matt Carpenter at 42 in Milwaukee could be a sneaky play if you're not using Jimmy, Louis Valbuena at 4K versus Nola if you want to fade Nola, lefties at 307, righties 283, so these aren't ideal, but you can go there. Mention how lefties against Carlos Martinez, uh, lefties 332, righties 242, so a guy like Eric Fame was at 4000 uh, 4, for contrarian action. Matt Adams at 4K is not a bad price tag. He has slowed down a lot since that hot start, but if you don't want to pay up, you got some guys down here that aren't horrible. If you want to fade Chris Sale and make a GPP play, Edwin Encarnacion just destroys lefties. He's $3,900. Chris Sale is not your average lefty, but he's there. Yonder Alonso, another thing if you want to fade Samarja. Um, lefty's $341 on Samarja, right? He's 280 Yonder Alonso is thirty eight hundred or 3900 So. Power upside bat there for rather cheap. And when you're talking Ricky Nalasco, yeah, Nolasco, right? Lefty's 321, righty's 345. So a guy like Tommy Joseph at 39, not the best hitting environment, but sneaky. Uh, Mike Napoli, 39, is not bad against Orosimo. Mickey Cabrera versus CC Sabathia. CC Sabathia has pitched well. There's no hiding that. But lefty's 284, righty's 313. Miggy at 37 could be sneaky. A guy I like a lot if you're paying down, Josh Bell. The Pirates are facing Homer Bailey. Don't sleep on that. I know it's not the best hitting environment in Pittsburgh at PNC, but Josh Bell at 37 is having a really, really good year with power. He's a, not a bad play at all at 3700 bucks. Mitch and Posey at 37. You got Belt at 36. Hits lefties fine. Um, so you got some more like Matt Holliday and Annabelle Sanchez at 35. Holliday hasn't done a ton, but could be a nice GPP look there uh not too much a uh, logan morrison that's a cheap tag he's been slumping a bit you could say but what he was doing to what he's doing now it, yeah he is slumping but 3400 nice upside there against the guy that can give up a home run or two uh justin boar can be back soon but we'll wait till he's back for good not against max scherzer uh, as you go down some more i got a switch hitter like victor martinez at 32 could be worth a look um Ryan Healy at 3K, I'd probably stay away from, but he's in play as a punt if you need him. CJ Crone is a punt. We, Nola does, dominates righties, though, so be very, very careful there. Um, other than that, i wait and see lineups. You know, you got like Luke Voigt at 24 versus a guy like Slip and Jimmy. So if you want to punt there, but yeah, there's some decent options in the mid threes or higher, and definitely the high price guys. Second base, Jonathan Scope, 52, is in play the way he's crushing it. Ruggie Odor went deep again last night. His price tag is up to five thousand, second highest at second base. And he's earned it and he's in play. If you want to pay for him against a guy like Erasimo, can give it up, especially in that ballpark. Um, look at that Texas. Uh, almost the third highest total, the first highest outside of Coors at 533. Lefty's 360. Righty's two eighty nine versus Erosimo. Ruggie at five K is definitely in play. Uh, Altubi at 49 versus Archer is intriguing. Guys, yeah, Cabrera at forty-nine versus Hoffman and Coors, LeMegan forty-eight versus Mats and Coors, both worth looks. There, uh, Chris Taylor swinging it really well facing Sims at forty-six. Go down to a guy like uh, Neil Walker versus Hoffman at forty-five and Coors, I like that quite a bit. As you get on some more, you got guys like uh, Salarte if he's back. I thought he was still on the DL. That's what my Yahoo Fantasy Sports team says no, he's been, just got activated. Okay, he's back. He's 4,300 versus Barrios. If you want to go that route, it's worth a look. I got Brian Dozier at 42. Not bad. Scooter Jeanette, a lefty versus Tyon at 41. Paul DeJong up to 4,100 finally. He's hitting the ball well. He's got that power, batting third. Second base shortstop versus Jimmy Nelson. If you're fading Jimmy, there is upside there. Cesar Hernandez, 39 versus Nolasco. has got some nice upside. Switch hitting Ian Hat versus Corbin at 37 has some nice upside. Ian Kinsler at 37 versus Sabathia. Nice little 3K range here. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Is this this can't be right. Let me double check this before I say this one out loud. Wow. Okay. Here's your second baseman today. Robbie Cano in Texas against the right handed gas. not as Nick Martinez, is $3,700. DraftKings done it again. This happened with Robbie about a month ago. we made him in the cover boy and you went deep. This matchup's too good. I don't care if he goes over. $3,700 for Robbie Cano. That's a value and a half there. My God. Howie Kendrick gets lefties really well. Second base outfield versus O'Grady at 37. Is in play as well. Uh, as you go down some more. You got guys like uh, Zober so If you switch hits and plays isn't bad. Um, gets a little bleaker here towards the bottom. That 37 for... Uh, Kanoa, wow. Jed Lowry at 29 is some very nice value. If you're fading Samarja or you just want a one-off in a lineup that Samarja's not in, that's not bad at all. 2900, nice upside there with Jed. Other than that, check lineups. Brad Miller, 27 is not bad for the power upside. Um, Yeah, that's about it unless something changes on lineups. But man, Kanoa at 37, don't sleep on that. I'm not saying you have to use him, but when you're talking value, like we look at value on pitching, that's value at hitting right there. Third base, Arenado and Coors against Mats at 54 is too cheap. That is a lock and load. But Mustakas at 52, it's the highest you'll see Mustakas, and it's a great play versus Bundy. He's earned it. He just like uh, Hosmer's price tags up, that's a great tag as well. Um, that Nunez price is just ridiculous against Carrasco. I don't care what he does. Beltre at 5K is not bad versus I would I'd rather pay up or pay down. He has pay 5K for a bell trade, but he has played very, very well. Um, you go down to a guy like Rendon against the lefty of Grady at 49. That's a really good play. I mentioned Flores at 48 and Coors. Travis Shaw, if you're not playing, Seamark, Shaw at 46 is in play. We mentioned how lefties have hit Seamark very, very well. Great ballpark. Shaw's been playing great. Freeman at 45. I already mentioned how much I like him. Chris Bryant, he's down the list quite a bit. Facing Corbin, like I mentioned, gives up a lot of thump to right. He's 4,400. That could be a sneaky play as he might get overlooked. Joey Gallup, 44. I like a lot. Astros bats are always in play. I really don't care who they're fake. I know Archer's great, but Marvin Gonzalez is worth a look there at 43. Justin Turner at 43 is not bad. Uh, Longo at 42 is not horrible. Machado at 4k is a nice tag versus Kennedy. I like that some value and upside. Kyle Seager at 4k versus Nick Martinez. Another nice upside play. Seattle's bats looking a little cheap here in this matchup. Um, Against Nicky Boy. Uh, their team total, where was that? I was looking at just a second ago. 467, lefties 401, righties 320 versus Nick Martinez. Uh, they're on the top, upper half of the team totals. We mentioned the total in that game is very high. People might be sleeping on Seattle on this one. If Nick Martinez throws a gym, wow. But these tags are something else right here. DK, they mess up from, not as often as you'd think as often as I say, but they do mess up, and this, I hope, is one of them, because you could get some higher-end pitching with some tremendous upside here, um, even though Coors should just explode with a Matts Hoffman combo. this this These prices are intriguing. Donaldson versus Pelfrey at 39. Donaldson went deep last night. He's worth a look. Castellanos versus lefty Sabathia at 38. I like that quite a bit if you're paying down. Uh, as we go down some more, uh David Freese, 35 versus Bailey as a punt is not horrible uh, against a guy like Homer Bailey. Jed Jericho at 35. He's hit and miss, but he does hit righties with a lot of power against Slip and Jimmy. Rafael Devers continues to crush it. He was 3,300 yesterday and got me 16 more points. He's had six games in his career. He's averaging 11.7. He's playing really, really good. It is Carlos Carrasco, though, so pick your poison. Um... I mentioned Ryan Healy earlier at 3K. I'd probably stay away from that just because of his inconsistencies, but you can if you want. Like Chapman, 27 versus Marge. But Samarj does really well versus righties, so be careful there. You'll have to check lineups to see if there's any more value at third base. Shortstop, Seager at 55. This is a really solid play versus Sims. Drew Cabrera at 49. And Coors, um, Lindor, no. Trevor Story, this is a good play. He's been heating up since the All-Star break. In his career, he usually gets really good at his lefties. He's in Coors versus Mats at 45. Story's a really good play tonight. You, he'll probably go over, oh, for it. I, don't know if I said that, but I like him a lot. Didi Gregorius at 41 versus Annabelle. That's a nice value from the guys up top. DeJong 41. Freddy Galvez swinging it well at 4K versus Nalasco. These are all very, very interesting. As we look some more, you got the likes of um, Eduardo Escobar. Third base shortstop for the Twins at 4K is not horrible. Uh just another Seattle. My goodness. Gene Segura, 3,900 versus Nick Martinez. Is Nick, did Nick Martinez turn into Max Scherzer? Did I miss something here? Like I said, I don't care if he throws a gym. These prices are not right in that in that ballpark against these bats. Wow. Simeon's thirty seven went yard a granny last night. Addison Russell thirty-four as options. Um, whew, this is something else. As we go down some more, now you get the below three value darts, like Adrianza 29 versus Chassin, Gones 28 against Pelfrey. These aren't like great plays, but they are options down below. Uh, uh, got Tim Beckham at 25. He's in the lineup for Baltimore versus Ian Kennedy. Adam Rosales versus Lester at 24. Rosales does have a great history of hitting lefties, so he's worth a look if you want to go that direction. So those kind of guys there, but we will uh, we will wait and see lineups for the value. But there's some decent stuff. that Another Mariners, it's just way too cheap. Story is a good play at 45. And Seager, there's a lot of good ones there. Outfield, Charlie Blackman at 55. And Coors, yes, please. McCutcheon, 54 versus Bailey will get overlooked. That's a good good play there. Uh, Zimmer still 53 versus Sale. Not near drunk draft, Kingsley. I know he's good. He went deep yesterday at 52. Wow. Uh, Jay Bruce and Coors against Hoffman at fifty three. I like that a ton. Conforto at fifty two and Coors like that a ton. Lorenzo Cain swinging it well. he's fifty one. Jay Up five K versus Sabathia. Nomar Mazzara five K versus Rosso. That's a, a nice play. You got to pay up though. Which man, these prices, my god, this is just crazy. Aaron Judge is forty nine hundred versus Animal Sanchez. He's way down the list. He's worth the play. Trout at forty nine. In play, Mark, uh, J.D. Martinez, 48 versus Lester is worth a look. Man, Althair at 47. You got Jock Jams is 47, same price as Cody Bellinger. I'm pretty sure you're going to use Bellinger over Jock Jams. Not saying he's not going to go deep, but that's these prices are nuts. My goodness. I can't even recommend some of these guys because the prices are too high. If Even if they go off, it's just not worth it. Tommy Pham has been playing well. He's 46. He's worth a look there. Um. Clint Frazier at 45 versus Animal hitting really well in the two hole there. Um, Domingo Martinez at 44 power upside. Sensuchu Chu at 44 versus uh, Erasmo. Those are worth looks there. As you go down some more, I mentioned Marvin Gonzalez at 43. Josh Reddick at 43. Suspedis and Coors at 43. There's a little more value for Coors. I know it's righty righty, but it's Johannes and Coors. We'll take a look at that. AJ Pollock versus Lester at 41. Arizona, they have guys that can hit, but They don't, they just don't hit on the road. It's unbelievable. Mentioned Scooter at 41, Bronze 41 versus Seamart. Seamart is really, really good versus righties. I don't sleep on that. Um, a guy like Austin Jackson, if you are fading sale, but he's 4K. I guess you can't fade sale at a 4K price tag. CMart 4K, or, or er, er, Eric Thames against Seamart's 4K. Nelson Cruz versus Nick Martinez. It's not lefty. It's a righty, but it's 4K. Worth the look. Melky Cabrera is 39 versus Bundy. Definitely in play there. Hitting third last night in his debut. Starley Marte is only thirty nine hundred versus Homer Bailey. Yes. C-Dick double-donged last night. He's 39 versus Fires. That's got some value if you're not using Fires. Luis Garcia is up to 38 now. That's just funny. He's a good value play, but not a 38. I don't care what he does. Odubel Herrera is swinging a good bat. Hit a bomb with a great bat flip yesterday at 38. Um, as you go down some more Michigan mentioned Ian Happ you got Alex Gordon at 37 not horrible uh, as you go down some more you got likes like Chris Davis at 37 power upside but it is right handed bat so be careful uh, Carlos Gomez against Arasimo he plays really well at home he even hits right he's 3,700 bucks power upside in that matchup at some value Just don't sleep on that Brett, uh, Brandon Moss 36 Billy Hamilton leading off his tie on I like that a lot at 36 Still has to get on base. We know these things, but good matchup there. nc 36 for some value. So you got some decent options down here in the threes to help pay for some of these other ridiculous prices up top. They're good players, and you're going to have to pay for them if you want, but my goodness. Like Grossman's 35. If he's in the lineup, it's not horrible. Adam Jones has been on fire. He slumped like for two games. 2 games slump. He still averaging 8.3 his last 10. 0, 2, 5, 3, so his last 4, or 5. Then he went off again. So about a five-game, you know, slump you could say. So he's back down to thirty-four hundred against Ian Kennedy, likely leading off. I'm not, I'm not quitting you, Adam Jones. Nick Williams at thirty-four, nice power upside versus Nalasco. Lefties do hit Nalasco decently. We mentioned that. Um, Nick Marquez thirty-four is not a bad kind of below the radar play. If you are fading Carrasco, Benintendi's thirty-three hundred. That's really cheap for some upside there. Really, really cheap. Derek Fisher, 33 versus Archer. We like Beltran, 33. Fisher's been leading off. He went deep again last night. The kid is really, really good. And they did not trade him. Tells you something. Now, see, Jackson at 4K, I couldn't get behind. But if you want to punt against Sale, Brandon Geyers, 32. I would, I'd like below three, but I can get behind that. You got Joyce at 32 versus Samarja. I don't mind that either as a as a kind of one-off punt action. Rosario and Kepler, 32 versus Chassin. Those are too cheap. Way too cheap against Chassin. Like that upside. Scott Shebler, he has struggled, but he has Homer from time to time, even during his struggles. He's 31 versus Tyon. So you got some nice low threes here with power upside. Not the best hitting ballparks, but the power upside is there. Then you get below three. You got, like, Lewis Brenson, 2,900. Seamart is very, very good versus righty, so be careful there. But maybe he runs into one late against the bullpen for 2,900. So value on that respect. And then... You just got to kind of wait and see. Like, Brett Phillips, if he cracks the lineup, he's 26 versus Seamart. Adam Engel, 24 versus Strowman. You just got to kind of see what lineups come out. Now, there's one name I did not mention because the pricing is even more ridiculous than you would expect. And, you know, sometimes I got to see if you listen to the end of the episode. But, if you want a fun one, out of all the things DraftKings screwed up on this slate, out of all of them, we have some guys like, Canope tries too low. Some other guys priced way too high. Pitching all over the board, but pitching I don't mind. Pitching was pretty good. At catcher, if you can get a Colorado Rocky catcher against a lefty, Stephen Matts at 2900 bucks. I know he hasn't been that good this year. He just got acquired from the Texas Rangers, and he hits lefties really, really well. If Jonathan Lucroy cracks, cracks the lineup, he's 2800 bucks. A Colorado catcher in Coors at $2,900. Thank you, DraftKings. Okay, let's recap the pitching. Up top, Scherzer, Sale, Stroman. In the middle, Nola, Lester, Samarja, Seamart, Fires. Down below, Nelson, Mania, Chasin, Barrios, Nelasco, Tons to like there. It just depends on what risk, reward you want to take. Let's take a look at your BVP. Seth Smith, 9 for 27 lifetime versus Kennedy. Four doubles and a home run. Uh, Matt Holliday versus Animal Sanchez. That's why I mentioned he's an option. He's hit him well. Eight for 17 with a double and two homers in his career. Um, the Tigers versus CC. Jose Iglesias, nine for 19. Mickey Cabrera, 10 for 37. Two doubles, two homers. Kinsler's taken him deep twice. v deep twice. But the averages are in the 250s and below. So it's all or nothing. Starling Marte was like 3900 Very affordable. Six for 20 lifetime with three doubles, a triple, and a homer. First homer, Bailey. David Freese has taken them deep twice to a clip of 286. And Andrew McCutcheon, 14 for 45 with two doubles and a triple. So Pittsburgh is worth a look versus Homer Bailey. Um, the Reds versus Jamison Tyon, super small sample, but Jose Peraza, 6 for 8 lifetime with a double. That's pretty solid. Adam Duvall, 4 for 11 with a double and two homers. Uh, Scooter Jeanette, 4 for 13 with a double. All small samples, but not bad at all. As you go down... Um, the Indians versus Chris Sale. They've had great history against him in the past when he was with the White Sox. Lendore 8-for-16 with a double and a homer. Edwin, 5-for-13 with a homer. Jose Ramirez, 5-for-14. Carlos Santana, 12-for-40 with a double and a homer. Jan Gomes has even taken him deep. Keep that in mind. The Marlins versus Max Scherzer. Christian Yellick, 7-for-20 with a double, a triple, and two homers. Um, he's given up a lot of homers to the Marlins, so but the averages are low. That's the only one with a pretty good average. Uh, Johnny VR, 6-for-20 with a double versus Seamart. Not much else to really. Shaw and Thames have both taken him deep. Shaw, 3-for-6. Thames, 2-for-6. So small samples just this year alone. Both have taken him deep. Matt Carpenter versus slipping Jimmy. 10-for-21 lifetime. Two doubles and two homers. That's solid. Colton Wong, 8-for-24 with two doubles, a triple and a homer. Uh, stuff to keep in mind there. Adrian Beltre, 6-for-15 with a double versus Arasimo. That's pretty solid. Gallo, 1-for-1 Gallo, one one with a homer. That's our Joey Gallo for you. Kyle Seeger versus Nick Martinez. Pricing, pricing, pricing. Seven for 11. Two doubles and a homer. 636 average. Cano and Cruz have each taken him deep. Uh, Hmm. There we go. Miggy Montero versus Pelfrey. Seven for 16 with four doubles. Russell Martin. Super small sample. Four for seven. Marvin Gonzalez. Four for 11 with a double off Chris Archer. Logan Morrison, 6-for-12 with a homer off Mike Fires. Longo's taking him deep twice. Dickerson, once. Brad Miller, once. Um, we get the Coors. Charlie Blackman, 4-for-6 with two doubles off Matts. All small samples versus Matts. Same against Hoffman. Marcus Simeon, 6-for-13 with a double on a homer lifetime off of Samarja. Uh, that, should be it. Yep, that is it for your BVP. Stacking... Um, Right-handed bats at the Cubs versus Corbin for some nice look. Lefties him 365. Uh, you got the Rockies and the Mets, obviously. Rangers versus Rossmo. Lefties hitting 360. Righties 289. So you got a lot stuff there. They are priced up a ton, though. Uh, but it's they're not. People are going to they're going to pay that much. Are going to go to Coors. So there's an angle to that if you want to go that way. Uh, Blue Jays versus Pelfrey. Lefties 387. Righties 330. This, the, the Jays bats are super inconsistent, so just beware of a dud. I'd almost rather take the risk elsewhere. But if they do go off you might make some serious cash. Yankees versus Annibal. Lefty's 338, righty's 378. I like that a bit, even though their offense has struggled. I like them more than the Jays. Let's just put it that way. Dodgers versus Sims. I like this a ton. Five one-six. 6 We know Sims is new. You might get a lot of Braves bullpen, that ballpark. There's a lot to like. Sims has the stuff to look like a good pitcher, but the Dodgers first start in that ballpark, I'll take my chances. Baltimore versus Kennedy's not bad. Pirates versus... Homer Bailey, lefties 379, righties 414. I like that quite a bit. Royals against Bundy I like a lot. And then Seattle versus Nick Martinez. Right-handed Nationals bats versus O'Grady, 376 clip. Tons of bats to like tonight, boys and girls. And you can get, you can get weird if you want to fade fires with Tampa Bay. Don't forget the reverse splits. Left-handed Brewers versus Seamart. Left-handed A's versus Samarja. Left-handed Twins versus Chasine. Lots to like all across the board here. So it should be a fun, fun Tuesday, 15-game slate. Check us out, thesportsdGens.com at thesportsdgents. Check out Always Press Pod, your PJ DFS action. Myself, Jesse, DFS Golf Gods, and Big Bucks, No Whammy Bucks. Recorded last night, it is out on iTunes, Spreaker, SoundCloud. Get that in. We've previewed the WGC Bridgestone Invitational. That kicks off on Thursday. Jesse Leves' article out per normal this week. Um, but, yeah, tons coming up down the line. Check me on Twitter at BDNTrick with all your questions. I will help you as I usually do. But more importantly, let's get it in tonight. Lots to like on this 15-game slate. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your August 1st edition. I'm out.